All right, Andrew, Ukraine. So yeah, Ukraine. So there's this rabid, crazy Russian bear who has the world um, hostage. That's how I, I see it, and he wants to he wants to save Mother Russia from the terrible Western imperialists. Yes, and he has some legitimacy here and there, perhaps. And perhaps he's proved his point. I was listening to somebody this morning who said something very interesting and said like, okay, if Putin wins the war now, he will be the celebrated hero of Mother Russia that he wants to be. But if he keeps it going, then, then he's, he's just moving into Stalin territory. I mean, uh, if you read uh, Solzhenitsyn's book, uh, he was giving up 15 year prison sentences to people who said things against him and sending them to the gulag where millions of people died. And, that's what Putin's about to do, and yeah, seems seems to me, or that's what he that's where he's going. Yeah, he's already you know he's already going in that direction. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> what I was thinking about was, you know, there are different levels of concern, mm -hmm. right? And so at the moment, I'm concerned about the Ukrainian people. Yeah. What I'm not necessarily concerned about is the third world war. You're not, huh? But what I'm concerned about is the way the media ramps up, you know, the hooray for the war. How German politicians, you know, just suddenly have 100 billion euros to put into war machine. It's like, where was that money? <laughs> for the nurses in the COVID crisis, right? Where does that money come from? Why, why, Where does the money come from? Well, why, why does everybody say hooray, you know? And even, and that's, you know, my most concerning point is like, why, why are so many people in our liminal web talking as if like World War III is a fact? It's already and, here. And, and playing game a instead of game b you know and so mm -hmm. and and i think all of this you know the media apparatus and and the social social media um output from the intellectuals i you know i wonder what kind of effect that will have on on russia and you know yeah i i I guess uh, it's poking the bear, but what I was thinking is that there, you know, the world is divided today into sort of a soft totalitarianism and a hard totalitarianism. And in the West, we're, we're, we're too much of a soft totalitarianism. So, so somebody has to, has to have a lot of courage, has to show courage in the face of this. Right. And, and so I guess the leader of Ukraine is showing a certain amount of courage and that that sort of inspires people to either act courageously or act stupidly and go into, you know, into uh, into uh, into um, escalation. Um, but, but, but isn't you know, that already the Russians, the Russians are, are, are tough and, and, and mean and, and, and nasty and, and they're totalitarian and. and but isn't that already the media narrative, you know, that on the one side you have basically Hitler, 
Yeah, you right, know? Right, right, right. And then on the other side, you have the sexy warrior archetype, you know, who sure. embodies yeah. all. It's like, well, maybe that's wrong. And I, you know, you, you don't you don't want to um, feed any any um, narrative, particularly. I think you just I mean, I, I don't want to feed any narrative, particularly. I just want to sort of. I think pragmatics <laughs> are what are required somehow. No, but you know, conflict. let me let me let me uh, sharpen the 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 argument or, or that what I want to say. It's like I think re remember the last two years with COVID and what the media mm -hmm. did with people who didn't like you know who 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 uh, didn't want to vaccinate or were critical of the you know of the mandated state mandated you know programs and whatnot, and so they were ostracized, and now. It's like the same media machinery ostracized the people, you know, who are against, you know, uh, who are like trying to understand what Putin is doing, you know. So it's like it's the same. I don't see thing. that actually. I see, I see, I see that is a possibility. I also see a lot of sort of people of the Frankfurt School hate them, you know, the West and think the West is the root of every single evil in the world, and have an, an entire sort of mass um narrative like that and therefore they're not able to they're not able to maybe make a strong resistance to, to putin that that's also one possible scenario because mm. they're so self-hating and right that's i mean I, there's different scenarios i mean your scenario is correct correct might be correct as well it, it may be exactly that it, it may be that um you know that we've we're developing this sort of the usual black and white narrative that that happens at, at a time of war the good guys and the bad guys and whereas whereas we're kind of ignoring certain facts about what we've done to create this and and uh i mean i'm not again i'm not a, a again, historian we, i'm we, not a we always use the word we yeah i'm not a politician i don't know nothing yeah. about uh geopolitics and the influence of china and the motives of all the different states and whatnot but mm. what, what i what i can see is like how media uh operates and what media creates and what kind of echo chambers you yeah. know so and and you know there is a game a and there is a game b you yeah. know and it doesn't seem to me that we're playing game b here it's just that we're you well, know. we're not going to play game B. It's like Zach's essay on, on propaganda. Um, you know, at times when th then the, when there's war, then the prop propaganda vamps up, you know, radically. So it becomes very much game A, A versus B, right? Yeah, but you know, the people 1913, they were very much enthusiastic about the First World War, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I hear some some voices from the liminal web that say. Oh no, we we have to, you know, we have to push back. We have to punch back, you know. And so, that yeah. is like that's not what we want. No. So and and then you have like no, the German politicians that that are very eager to say, oh yeah, let's let's have a, a armed conflict with NATO, and it's like no, we don't. This is all game A. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Well, so again, like what the game B would be, uh, you know, Putin, uh, you know, ha having a radical turnaround and ending the war. What, what if Putin ended the war right now? Just as a hypothetical, he's not going to. It looks like he's 
he's got this momentum and he's it's just going it's good to keep going and going and going and going but just like you know these twin quentin tarantino movies where you where where he you he he uh, re re interprets history where somebody actually gets back at hitler or yeah before he does his damage or or uh and the other one was of course the manson family where somebody actually killed charles manson and you know yeah that, that's another fantasy somebody's will just kill putin and then everything will be okay yeah i wonder why that had ha hasn't happened yet actually yeah well there's forces at work that we don't always understand What would a game be way, you know, at least in our liminal web to deal with these kinds of questions? What um, would that be, your estimation? Well, the game A, B, duality thing. You mean, you know, a different way to deal with it so that it, we don't go into this, this spiraling nightmare of, of, of world conflict and war and, and all that. Again, I think, I think that would be... To, convince Putin and convince those people, convince the Russians to have a, a change of heart in a sense. No, I mean, Because we I'm, have to be like, 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 like we have to be allies with, with, with Russia for game B to even be a possibility because Russia is like half the world, you know, Russia is the biggest, it's only the 11th most powerful economic force in the world today, but it's still a, 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 a on the, On the archetypal level, it's this massive land that spans, you know, right. Europe and Asia, and it's it's this huge place, and it's 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 so present in our modern history. So, um, and, and you know what Putin wants, and what Alexander Dugin wants, and what those people want is they want the Holy Russian Empire. That's what they want. They they don't want Facebook and Google and and uh, consumerism, and you know they want they want to bring back. Um, you know, this sort of golden age that never actually existed, but. Now, is that, I mean, I'm, I'm questioning that, you know, because like when you, you know, Thaddeus Russell, he did an interview with, with Dugan like half a year ago or something. Mm -hmm. And from their point of view, the West was always imperialistic. No, Dugan's a, Dugan's a smart guy. You have, it's, I think it's important to listen to these people. I think he's severely, misguided sure but that's, but that's not the point extremely I think, intelligent uh, i think you know, we I'm, can't you know it's like game for me you know game a is to look at nation states and their different interests and their different abilities and their uh -huh. different strategies but then you look at you know when you operate on you know say game b level you see that it's all an interconnected whole you so it's like we're all you know it's like There are so many informational, financial, financial streams, cultural streams that interact and make it like a complex whole, you know. And and um, yeah, military means. But even that, there's a totalitarian potential in that in that idea as well. It's like in in the a whole is a totality. Is a there's a totalitarian totalitarian possibility of the yin yang kind of thing because there's nothing outside that do we want do you want to hear a very bad joke that i made up last week oh yes 
Okay, so if 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 if, if Putin actually morphs into Hitler, right? Yeah. So would that make him a trans Hitler? Trans Hitler, very good. <laughs> very good. Actually, this has been one of this has been one of the, the ways in which I think people have made fun of Putin, haven't they? That I've I've seen a lot of memes with him dressed in, in women's clothing and that, and that kind of thing. He looks kind of like it kind of suits him. Yeah, I mean like 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 wasn't the um didn't in, in 1984 didn't all were like use use russia as a template you know and so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with the surveillance and totalitarianism and yeah and so you have like is, is he then a trans hitler i found that he's, he's a trans hitler. Yeah, he has he's a, no but he is not he's not really a hitler but he's maybe a trans hitler maybe he's a trans hitler yeah. <laughs> i don't know it's a good one it's a good one <laughs> No, I don't know. Um, but again, it's like in, in my estimation, the, the first, you know, because first of all, 99% of all commentators have no fucking clue about what's really going on on, on, the, on the political level. And so like not suddenly everybody became an expert. And I, I, I feel that, you know, the first step is actually like try to observe the situation And, 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 and try to understand the different forces at play, you know, and not rush to some conclusions that, you know, the Russians are the bad ones and the Ukrainian are the good ones because we are... But we then, are, then you can rush to the conclusion that nobody's good or bad, which is true on some absolute level, but you also have to call out the, call out the bad ones. Right. I was, I was having this conversation with, um, with Paul. And he was saying, oh, we don't want to scapegoat Russia. And I was like, what? Scapegoat Russia? <laughs> no, no, that's, that's not that about. No, no, no. That doesn't make sense to me, scapegoating Russia. Russia is, is, it, Russia is being the aggressor here. Right. Um, so we have to say that very clearly, don't we? I mean, don't we have to say that very clearly that Russia is, is, is sodomizing Ukraine on the military, I mean, yeah, yeah, and scapegoating Ukraine, and, and the Ukrainian people are pretty innocent, and 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 that this is a, a gross violation. Don't don't we have to say that? Sure, on the military level, that's certainly true. Um, and even if it was, and also it might have been just a big mistake. They it might have been just Putin doing his usual diplomatic muscling, trying to get something, you know, because he he needs Ukraine to be powerful, probably. That might that might be absolutely true, and um, and so he thought he could just muscle his way into Ukraine without without getting without this enormous geopolitical conflict ensuing. And and I heard that even you know the soldiers weren't even prepared for for a war. Really, they just thought they were going to waltz in there and everything was going to be a, right. It was just going to they're just going to bend over for him, but. I mean, I'm I'm all for like informational and financial sanctions, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like it's you know, at this point, but I'm not so sure about you know, ramping up the military. I still, it's like well, then German, what German... do we do? What do we do? What do we you know? What should we do? Because he could march into Poland and then also you know also march in, you know. No, yeah, like but the... it's like the same thing like with COVID. You know, you want to you want to you know, um, 
stop some, you know, you have you have an image of what happens in the future and you, you want to, uh, uh, what, what is the English word for that? You demonize something and you want to, you want yeah, to, no, you, you create have a something, problem you and create then so something. you try to fix it and it's counterproductive in every way. Your, your solution to the problem is counterproductive. Is that what you no, mean? no, your solution to the problem creates the problem in the first yes, place. Yes, you know, it expands the problem exponentially. You try to fix a problem, like like COVID, and then you end up wrecking the economy with right. stupid measures. Right. For example. So, so again, so we have a problem with Putin. We could do all the stupid things and just it would it just it would just feed into. Um, well. I don't know if it would feed into his pockets because I think I think he's I don't know if he's gone he's gone he's just gone too far and and or that he can sustain whatever it is he's doing I, I don't know no of course he's gone too far but the yeah. point is like uh, no, we... I mean gone too far in the sense of being unredeemable in the sense that he's he really is the bad guy here rather than he's he's you know rather than russia has some legitimate concerns and the west has been has been has been you know in a very soft sneaky way you know marginalizing russia yeah i get that but we our responsibility is to play game b and that is like we have to be critical about military yeah. uh, and uh, military intervention and and a media apparatus that screams hooray and uh, pushes him even more to the brink, you know, or, or, or sure. pushes him into a corner. But can you do anything about that? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what, if we can do anything about that. Because that's what happens in war. It's like major, it's a major, um, it becomes a propaganda war. Like there's wars happening on different levels, right? There's the, there's the information war. Right. But that's already going. And so there's the information war and there's an actual physical war. Right. And then there's an economic war. And then there's a, there's many levels of conflict, which are, which are, which are coming out and uh, manifesting themselves. So, so people are going to run to their polarized, you know, positions. I mean, you know, I mean, I find, I, I think, you know, it's like I have two thoughts at the same time, you know, and I don't know how to reconcile those, those thoughts. And one side, I think it's great, you know, the enormous output, you know, in, in favor of Ukraine and the people going on the streets and, you know, mm -hmm. the, and so, but at the same time, it's like, I, I, I you know, how fast uh, that public opinion was shaped and suddenly like millions of people are on the street. It's very strange if you think about it, because like, what does it do? Yeah. What's the effect of that? Well, you know, it's we're we're on the razor's edge at the moment, right? I sense. So, so if you push too hard, if you poke the bear too hard, he's going to do something stupid. But also, if you just if you just bend over and, and and let him. No, I get that. Yes. Anyway, that's that's what I keep coming back to. Um, uh, you know, so uh, so, I don't know. I, I think that 
maybe, I mean, there, there is the narrative that the West is weak, right? We're, we're weak. We're very weak. We're weak and we're soy boys and we're, you know, um, and we're decadent, you know, in every way. And, and we've, we've, we have all of our own proxy wars from Vietnam to, to Iraq and, and, our, and we've caused, you know, untold suffering and done it others, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the fact that Ukraine is sort of you know, fighting back um, is maybe, maybe that is, a, maybe that is a good model of strength in the face of adversity. So, so what do we make of this? Is this the defining battle of our age, Andrew? Yeah, it looks like it. You think it looks so? like Ukraine is sort of like, because uh, Ukraine is the scapegoat. You know, it's back to Girard. It's always, you know, Girard has the best analysis of, of this. I, Ukraine is, is the innocent scapegoat. It's a fraternal war. Um, Russia is fighting itself. They're all Slavic people. They all have similar histories. You know, it's an independent nation, but it's, but it's, But it's 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 uh, Cain versus Abel, basically, you know. Right. It's it's the battle of Cain and Abel, and we know who Cain is in the story. I mean, that's how I see it so far. Anyway, I, I don't see, I, I don't see a way to justify Putin, and you know, I, I just I, I can't find it. I, I think it's it's, I think he's he's raising Cain, basically. Hmm. No, there is no way to. And in the in the Bible, the family of 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 Cain are the people who began weapons, who began war in general. So it's it's um, you know, it's, you know it's something something terrible, but but again, it could it could something there. We just need a, some sort of a miracle to happen. There has to be some change of heart or turnaround or, or, or some situation because it, it, it is getting existential with nuclear power plants and, and this being involved. I still think there's going to be something, some turnaround. I'm still, I th still think that this is going to reveal something about, let's say, how, how useless and terrible war is in general. Um, and how it doesn't, you know, how it can't work. Because even if, you, even if Russia shuts down all of its social media and whatever, it, it, it can't be like Stalin's time where the, the entire country is closed down and we don't know what's going on there. Right. Because there, there has to be some messages going back, back and forth. You can't, you can have, you can have maybe one or two countries like that in the world, like North Korea, but you can't, you can't make. Maybe you can. It's been done before, but I don't think you could make Russia another North Korea. That's what I'm saying. And it's like we are we are not living in the 40s anymore. Yeah. The, the social landscape and the technological landscape has shifted or has changed completely. You know, yeah. you can't. You, you, it's like, uh, and it's everything is interconnected, informational wise, financial wise. You know, e even like with 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 cryptocurrency and you know yeah. all the the money that. Yes, right. That's right. So the interconnectivity of everything. So, and and uh, I think that's a very smart way to cut Russia off, you know? 
yeah. you know, from, from, from the existing world, Western world, because we're so interdependent. Well, I was wondering if, okay, now there's no Google and Facebook and all these companies are saying we're not going to go into Russia, but that's how Russian people get information about what's going on outside of Russia. <laughs> so is that a good idea? Because Russian people need information. Otherwise, you're just going to get 24-7 state propaganda all day long. And um, and Russian people are not are not Putin and they're not stupid. And you know, they're 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 more cosmopolitan than they were in, you know, in Stalin's time, obviously, because they're modern people. And, yeah. Okay, so let's let's make a like a thought example, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. So and, and bring it down on the personal level. Game E versus, uh, game A versus game B. And so thank you. Uh, there's a guy, right? And he doesn't threaten you personally, but he somewhat encroaches on you. Yeah. And you clearly see his aggression. Yeah. But he is not really pushing you, but maybe he's kind of encroaching in your place. Yeah. So what do you do? Because it's like, how do you on the on a personal level, how do you react on some indirect aggression it's like yeah, well, how, you know, how do you not play game a and what would be game b this was my solution again tell them you know you win if you leave now if you end the war right now you you are the, the new hero of mother russia you've you've made your point you've shown that you're a strong dude you've shown that there are grievances go back home And, 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 and we'll give you a medal. Give to Rome what belongs to the Rome, Romans. That's, that's the smartest thing I've heard so far uh, in terms of like what, what world leaders could say to them. Listen, like we understand, you know, your grievances. We get it. Um, and we know that you want to make, you want to make Holy, you know, Holy Mother Russia great again. <laughs> you know no but you're making it abstract again so i was thinking of a more concrete example so imagine you're sitting on a table no no that's concrete all the leaders go and tell no, no but i'm asking that. i'm asking what you would do it's, it's not like, going to happen so so imagine you're sitting on a table with lots of people right and there's a bully on the table and there's like a basket with bread or pretzels or something yeah pour him some vodka you no no listen vodka. to me listen to me andrew and so the guy Every, everybody takes their share, but there's one bully who takes double the pretzels and that pisses you off. What do you do? Mm. What do you do with that guy? Oh, you punch him in the face. Oh, really? With all your friends around you, too. Like, you know, because of, but he I'm isn't... just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know what you do. I mean, if you're a civilized person, um, uh, you know. And, and he's not if and you know that if you know that you know dialogue is not not going to work um yeah what do you do exactly dialogue is not well, you going to kick him out of the party which is what we're doing exactly mm -hmm. obviously you can't join the party if you're going to well but he's yeah. looking for for a fight so you can't you can't push him you can't ramp up your your own physical aggression no 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 okay no. so no. i mean you have to you have to let him know that it's there Right. You have that and you could use it if you wanted if you wanted to. You can't just you can't just roll over. 
but, no, but you also have to, you have to kick them out of the party and let let them know that you 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 have the you let them know that you you know you know how to fight too like it's not and that you know other people who know how to fight and you know and that you know you, you could do him damage if, if, if you wanted to but you're not going to but he just has to leave the party exactly yeah. I, i'm just thinking that you know all the hooray and the all oh, we are like in the third world where i think that's you know i think there's the the it talking and there's something that you maybe know. maybe but 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 it doesn't mean that it couldn't happen no but it doesn't make any sense to talk about this now well it does when they're attacking nuclear facilities and things like that i mean But we are not in the third world war. Yeah, until somebody drops a nuclear bomb, then we're in the third world war. Yeah, until, but it doesn't make any sense to talk about this now. No, it makes sense to say we don't want to get there. <laughs> we don't want to go there. You know, nobody wants to go there. So, I mean, maybe Putin really does want to go there, just like Hitler probably, you know, did want to, you know, burn the whole world down and die in his bunker alone to get revenge for you know i think we have to be very kicked out of art school no but the point i'm trying to make is like we have to be very careful about how we describe all of this because that is you know at least from my point of view i'm i have no fucking ideas about geopolitics i can not stress it you know I have to stress that again but it's like what what i can it's like what narratives do we employ because we are working in this in this kind of liminal web and in this kind of sphere. And so it's like, no, it's not World War Three. At the mm -hmm. point it's it's you know in, in quotes just a, a, a you know a localized a war and an unjust war, you know, but it is it's not the world, third world war. No. And every talk about you know that this is the third world war is it's just plainly wrong. And it's also wrong, you know. But that's, I mean, if you were brought up in the Cold War like me, you've heard that narrative before, and that's the narrative that is sort of underneath people's fears, collective fears, right? And this, and the, the, the fact that this narrative is coming back. And, you know, that's my feeling. It's not a fear. I, I, um, my feeling is that they're, that they're sometimes are enthusiastic about this thought, and that there's the it want, wants oh, to yeah. come out. That is oh, yeah. my, right, that right. is something that I observe. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe the Russians want to start a war because they're just, maybe Putin wants to start a war just because he's. No, I'm talking about commenters of the West. Yeah, maybe they want to start a war too, just because their lives are, you know, suck or something. They want to have some drama. I mean, there is part of us that wants to start a war. There's part of us that likes war, right? There's part of us that wants to be engaged in this absolute this is what i want to talk about battle between good and evil right after after 34 minutes this is now the point where we got to the meat of you, the battle between good and evil why would we want war that's the question why would we want war yeah You know what, I, but you understand now what I mean. Well, you know, the famous quote from Dostoevsky, it's like, give a man cake and allow him to do, be busied with nothing but the reproduction of the species and everything is everything is dandy and, and good and then he'll just do whatever he can to 
fuck it up. it up fuck it up yeah and also there's this thing yeah there is this thing that i guess that we were we're, we're kind of we've had so many wars in our history and it's so built into us aggression that we have to do something to deal with our aggression like so so um the Sufis say that if you don't do the spiritual practice, there's going to be war because what you're doing in spiritual practice or religious practice or whatever is you're making an offering of life energy. Like you're using your energy that could be that, that if, if it just goes untrammeled, then, then it, it inevitably leads to war. And that's the scary thing about, you know, about the, the, you know, Rene Girard scapegoat theory is like the, like in every, in every, culture there's been this sort of there's a sacrificial altar and and we sacrifice something in order to keep this artificial peace so right, right. now we're, we're sacrificing you know we're sacrificing ukraine to deal with our murderous tendencies mm -hmm. or, or the ukraine is being sacrificed to deal with our murderous tendencies um until the next sort of conflict arises and until we realize that the lie of, of, of this mechanism and that the way to realize the lie of this mechanism is a religious thing, according to Gerard, it's, it's religious, it's a religious matter. It can't be done through technocratic means or, I mean, people won't like this when, when I say that, but, but I mean, it has to be done through sacrifice. So sacrifice, it has to be done through sacrifice, doing the right kind of sacrifice not the wrong kind of sacrifice and the right kind of sacrifice is you use your, 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 your energy for constructive positive things. And you make yourself the scapegoat instead of making somebody else a scapegoat. I get that. But you know, it's like talking about religion, you know, mm. I, and, and we talked about this, like in, in another episode before it's like about the duality and the, uh, the tension between the Protestant superego you know, to be good citizens and to be controlled and everything. And yeah. the it that wants to come out, you know? Right, and right. so, and I feel, and this is an impression, and I don't know if it's true, but it's an impression. If I hear the people talk, you know, it's like, okay, they can let, lo let loose now. The it can, you know, and then there's the joy of war. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it's like, oh no, we tried everything. We can go to war now. Yeah. And yeah, I was I was actually talking to a Swedish soldier, and um, and and he was telling me how how he really wanted to go to war. It's like, this is it. This is what I've been trained to do. I'm ready to go here. And if you listen to the German politicians, it's like, yeah, let's go. It's like it's 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 there. You just have to look at it, and you look at the commentators and the you know on Facebook. It's 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 already there, and that frightens me, mm. because that creates an atmosphere of war yeah so yeah i think i think there has to be a we need we need a, a miracle because Whatever the german the politicians are very unexperienced you know it's like yeah i don't know i mean i don't know about the german politicians or the french politicians or um we're kind of in a bubble right and we have layers and layers of protection and so how, how do we deal with the with the with the um energies of the it 
in this regard? How do we, how we, like, what are the ways to change? What do you think? What do you, what do you think? You know, in terms of Girard, I think we have to find, uh, uh, you know, a uh, uh, ritualistic scapegoat, which is not another country, you know, to channel and to express those energies and to sacrifice those energies. That is us. That is us. Yeah. So, 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 but how so. do we do that? I don't know. Some, some... Where do we channel? How do we channel that energy? I don't know. You, you, I mean, but again, the Sufis would say you, you, you turn it into samadhi, you turn it into yeah, but you can't concentrated love. Yeah, but you can't expect that, you know, a whole nation or like a whole liminal of web or Facebook to do that. No, you can't. No, you can't. So otherwise, you sound like, okay, let's all sing Imagine on on Instagram. (laughs) We'll save the world. No, but no, but let's, 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 let's get it straight here because the idea of the sacrificial victim is to get rid of those uh to get rid of our of, own sins right Am yeah of the of sins? the energies of the id yeah because you know again again my theory about this war is that that putin is is it's a fratricidal war it's a what they're brothers ukraine and right so it's a fratricidal war and so they're attacking it's brother attacking brother basically so, so that's so how it ends is for them to recognize this sounds a little cheesy and sort of stupid, but for them to recognize that they are brothers. But not that they will for a long time or. I'm thinking about that. There was like a, a, com- a communication, like a linguist uh, or like a communication expert. And he talked about how to um, devalue the communications of an aggressor. It's like, and he had like this mm. example. So you're sitting on a plane, and there's a guy sitting you and and next to you, and bubbles constantly, like talks to you and engages in you. But you just want to have your peace. So what are your what are your ways to um, shut him up? And so there are a couple of ways, like one would be like you pretend not to understand his language. Right. And so that would be a way. So to devalue his efforts, because he knows that you don't speak English. Give him a lot of space and he'll just run around in the void. And, and so and, and, and not, he won't have any orientation. But if you if you yeah, but if you keep poking him, <laughs> you know. If you get your ego involved and you keep poking him, then he, he gets very dangerous. I mean, I've noticed so I know a sociopathic person, and he was always sort of smiling. And, and whenever whenever I tried to help him or something, it was like I, I I didn't know at the time that he was like that, and I found out later what he you know who he was, and uh, it was a really shocking experience because he was all charming and all smiling and all you know. Mm. Um, and the only yeah the only thing we could do was just distance ourselves from him completely like cut off the relationship Mm. because whatever we would do 
it, with our goodwill would be abused. And then, then that would turn us into having bad will, right? <laughs> would turn us into the monster. Um, okay, so I have, an, I have a, a, like a solution. I don't know if that works, but, you know, I think, I was thinking, you know, we have this problem of the meaning crisis, right? That's what we were talking about the last two years, you know? Yeah. And so... Now we have a war, not a meaning Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And so what, what <laughs> yeah. happens that everybody is like creating an increasingly high amount of noise through interpretations and you know, what not. What if, what if we don't engage in Facebook and Twitter anymore? Yeah. For a while. That's what, that's what, um, that's what Zach would argue. He would argue it's kind of immoral to engage in those operations because they're vampires, squids, you know, they're vampires. No, but but it would be, be, because it would be uh, asymmetrical way of dealing with the crisis we would mm -hmm. not you know we would not engage with russian bots anymore with russian trolls yeah you know we would not engage in the the, the information war anymore we would not in, we would take a step back and sacrifice our own you know uh, subliminal subliminal yeah. energies and yeah. and and we would to sacrifice uh, our daily postings on facebook on twitter just for a yeah. while yeah and that would that would i think that would uh because media fasting as 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 marshall and would call it mm -hmm. fast media fasting i think that would create more effect than to walk the streets and you know demonstrations yeah like, yeah that's that's right yeah well it is yeah that, that is the move i think the move the move is to um is to is non-engagement and go back and, and construct something in your own because i think we have world. to understand that the that the you know that it's not beneficial neither for us nor for the ukrainian you know nor for the agendas of putin that that we engage too much in in in, in twitter and the twitter wars and we, we, I, I think it would be great to, I think it would be beneficial to just to step back and not engage in the information war and the echo chambers and to sacrifice that. Probably. And confine ourselves like to, I don't know, 15 minutes of news reports, you know, to know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, there, maybe we we should we should create a. Well, the, the trouble with that hypothesis is the only way you could scale that would be through social media. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to get everybody to do that, then you'd have to do that through social media. You'd have to have a, a social media movement that is against social media. I mean, you, you know how strange that would seem for Putin if some, some you know, today is the 5th, you know, at day 10th of March, suddenly the, dark, the, the net goes dark. Mm -hmm. You know? It's already going dark in Russia, though. Yeah, no, but let's, let's make it dark. Make it dark here? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
hypothetical at this point. Yeah, no, but yeah, but it was like it would be an antithetical reaction to 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 what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be good. Yeah, and an be, asymmetrical. It, yeah, it would be good to be unpredictable. Um, in a sense. No, it's not just about being unpredictable. What what you mean by game B is like not doing game B would be just not doing game A or B. (laughs) Just not doing game. Yeah, but again, we're in an information war and then there are like this Russian trolls engaging us into into a kind of information war. And there is some, you know, he's kind of benefiting from... I think the Russian trolls are not doing very well these days. I think Russia's losing the information war, isn't it? In general... I think the Russian trolls have been defeated in some sense. Maybe that's why there's an actual war. Mm, I don't know. If I look at some Twitter feeds from some German politicians, you can clearly say who's a Russian troll and who's not. Okay. Perhaps I'm wrong. I don't know. But I think the the Russian, um, you know, the Russian information war is going badly for Putin is what I'm saying. And like not a lot of people are rushing to his defense, not even the Chinese, so. No, but you have to see that the Russians are monitoring what we are saying and what, how, we, how we frame that whole thing. And I think that's the main argument. Hmm. It's like, because we are an inter- interconnected information system, you know, and so, they are monitoring how we create meaning about this and how we demonize them. Yeah. And, you know, that puts them into a corner, doesn't it? I suppose, yeah. Well, there was a, a French minister who apologized to Putin. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, because he, he, said, he said something like... Um, this we we need to have a all-out uh information war against russia and then and then one of putin's advisors said you better watch what you say buddy <laughs> if you want to talk about war maybe it'll turn into a real war mm. and uh and, and so he backed down and apologized is that the right way to go Mm. just roll over no nobody wants you to to roll over well yes somebody does want us to yes yes but it's not that's not what (laughs) i mean you know what i mean is it's like you know because you talked about you just like 10 minutes ago about samadhi you know to get rid of all of this you know to to de- detach yeah turn off the screens go and meditate and pray do do your practices that's what i'm talking about that's don't the, en- that's, don't that's, engage that's what you need to do to really uh you know uh that's the first thing that needs to be done turn off your fucking devices yeah that's um, what i'm talking about mm-hmm. yeah sure absolutely we're agreed yeah then, then, then we settled it, Andrew. And we then found, we know we go. We, go, <laughs> we, we found go a solution. Off, we go off. We go off into the into the monastery, into our bedrooms. We go off and, and we 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 engage in this concentration, uh, um, 
and, 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 and putting our attention on truth. Right. And compassion and love and all the, you know, all the virtues. If we engage in that, you know, then we, 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 we have a very small effect on an individual level. But, but those, you know, those small effects are sort of butterfly, can have butterfly type things. Yeah. But, and it's like a bit, a bit what Krishna Murthy said that everybody is responsible for war because everybody has this desire and war inside themselves. Right. So you start with the war inside yourself and you work on that. And I'll show you, you something. You, if you resolve that a little bit, then you, then you create more peace in your family and, and in your in your immediate surroundings and then that that ripples outwards. So I give you Andrew, I give you something. So I, I received a couple of the same uh, WhatsApp messages through different channels, and it says something. It is in German, but you know I translate. Today at eight o'clock, uh, the bells will ring. Uh, shut off the lights in our houses uh, to show Putin that we are rather sit in the dark than buy his oil or gas. This is an action uh, uh, for whole Europe in London, 7, 7 p.m. Kiev, 9 p.m. Moscow, 10 p.m. Please uh, distribute Good. that message. And so I think, you know, that there was also guys from anonymous no, listen, buying Russian tanks through Bitcoin saying, yeah, but you listen give to up me. your tank, we'll give you 50,000. Uh, that was great. Yeah. That, but that what I mean is like when they're already at that point to, to, to shut off the light and to ring the bells, then please do something that will actually affect shut off the internet for an hour or for, for, for two hours or for a day. You know, don't don't engage with that kind of narrative warfare because like that's that's the whole point i'm trying to make here yeah yeah don't engage but then there are times to engage and kind of times not to engage yeah but but uh, but but uh, yeah i think most of the engagement probably is just i think you know whatever facebook posts i i put up i don't know if that had it, it was valuable for me or not or i just it just it just got me stuck in some endless conversation about of egos who and we you who are afraid to you know admit that they don't really know what's going on yeah so we have five minutes left andrew so let's talk let's talk about sex because this has been really, <laughs> this has been really heavy it's a really heavy time so how's your sex life i know i you just read my my Quasi-pornographic philosophical novel that I yeah you've written half a, finished. And this will be a bestseller one day. It's John's novel, and it's all about. We're his, still alive. It's know? a philosophical erotic uh, masterpiece. Yes. It's like Henry Miller 2.0. It's like exactly. ramped up. The new Henry Miller 2.0. <laughs> you know, Henry Miller just went off and looked for paradise. He wasn't interested in in um, what was happening in the world. Oh yeah, he. But he, uh, you know, he lived in the dirt. You know, he found gold in in the he dirt. He found gold so. in the dirt, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's. And he just went from place to place. He flew to Paris and went to Greece. And, yeah. Um, I love that genre, auto fiction. You know, to take to take something that happens and ramp it up and bring some fictional elements in there. Yeah, me too. It's underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know this kind of 
romantic self autobiography. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's like it's like Knausgaard. He have you ever read Knausgaard? He, no. he you know to compete with somebody like him that's very hard. See that 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 he wrote these big epic Proustian kind of things recently, or is that yeah, yeah, about? yeah, yeah, about his life and then mm -hmm. about his life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, anyhow, you know. Yeah, my, my, what, what's your favorite Henry Miller book? Have you read a lot of them? Like I have, or, or yeah, or most of them. You've read all of them, yeah. And did most you read like Aeneas's Ninja books and Lawrence Durrell's as well? And no, like, I, 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 when, no I, was, I, when I was in my thirties, I, I didn't. I had to read everything of Henry Miller, but also every bad thing that he wrote, and everything that other people wrote about him, and everything that his, you know, he, and all the people that he was friends with. I had to yeah. read all their stuff too. I was so obsessed with Henry Miller and my yeah. 30s. Um, maybe the one on Greece is, is is my favorite. Yeah, the Colossus of Marusi. That's an amazing book. It's such an amazing book. That's an that's you know, that's one of his best. Mm? Yeah, I love that too. And and even when you know he passed his sort of prime of great books, like there was Black Spring, Tropic of Cancer. There was a bunch of really powerful like the prose was just out, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. um, and then even then his later works were kind of not as good, but they were still good. They were kind of just him rambling about his life. But I think if you like an author that much, then you'll you'll read you'll read his masterpieces and his, his shitty pillow talk and yeah. Whatever you read everything because because you like that that author so much. Yeah, and the tone mm, that that he represents. That's true. No, but I, my, my feeling is as long as I as you can talk about God in some form, then you can talk about sex because that's the duality, no? We're, we're trying to bring God and sex together here at Parallax Magazine. Yeah, no, that's, of course, you know. Um, <laughs> that's, but that's true. We and don't so, want them to be, they've been apart for too long. Yeah, no, and as the more you talk about together. God, the dirtier the talk about sex have to, have to exactly, be. Exactly, you have to balance those two. Yeah, no, out. and so... And so if we talk about samadhi, you'd be talking about ass fucking. So that's that's the deal. That samadhi and ass fucking, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the, the, the deal we we struck, you know? And so, um, yeah. Samadhi and ass fucking. <laughs> no? The sublime and the, what would you call it? How do you want to call God? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sublime and then the and then God. Yeah, yeah uh, you're probably more, you know, in the know about ass fucking than me. I, I'm not an expert on the subject. <laughs> you're not. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if what, somebody everybody can... is now or something. Everybody has to be. <laughs> no, I don't know if you can be today. Like, uh, I don't know if that is it's, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's like 50% of people who are into that and then 50% of people are not That's my theory. It's like coffee and tea. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Coca-Cola okay. and Pepsi or McDonald's and Burger King. It's like, you know, ass fucking and not ass fucking. West and the East. Where are we? We are again, huh? Yes. Yes. The East and the West. <laughs> Okay, I think that's it. <laughs> we have one more minute.